My brother's forgiven me. Chief Dr. Hong, brother Numsi has forgiven me. Dear brother, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is Lamar, my brother Duran. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Let's talk about what happened during the week. Uh, I mean, it's been a minute. Well, I ain't gonna say a minute. That, that sounds like like we do this a lot, <laughs> but it's only been uh, it's been like a a, a week about since a week. we yeah about since, a week since we did one of these. So uh, since then, uh, me and my son had a birthday. My wife had a birthday. Happy birthday! Uh, appreciate appreciate it. Uh, so. For us, it was you know birthday parties, getting him back to school, and uh, and and uh, we just went to this dinosaur event, dinosaur adventures, which was a total rip off, a rip off, a total rip off. Okay. Uh, so here in Nashville, we did one like a year ago, out in uh, Franklin. It was pretty cool. Uh, you know, we had a lot of dinosaur exhibits and stuff, you know, statues or whatnot with sound coming from behind them, make you feel like, you know, they're alive. You know, he he loved it. Just like a like a like an animation park almost like Yes. Okay. Exactly. And uh they had a lot of variety there. Um and it was cool. They had a bunch of different rides, a bunch of different inflatables for the kids. Uh-huh. Um a couple of different little things they could do. Uh but this one uh, here in Nashville at the fairgrounds, I mean, as soon as you walked in, you saw everything. As soon as you walked in. Okay. First of all, $25. Per person? Per person. In four two? adults. I'm okay. sorry. Excuse me. Four adults, $25. $30 for kids. $30? $30. 30 for kids. How does a kid cost more than an adult ticket? I don't know, man. And then they talking about, all right, you can get a military discount at the door. I'm in the military. I'm like, cool. That's what's up. I get there. $3 off. <laughs> so twenty two dollars. That's that's what you worth to this country. <laughs> and twenty seven dollars. And then on top of that, so that just gets you into the building to look at the statues. That right. ain't they barely moving. Most of it's broke. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like being at a bad Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> then on top of that, if you want your kid to experience, they had a little VR thing set up. They had a couple of dinosaurs that you could kind of get on, and they just kind of moved up and down. Gotcha. Um, you had to pay extra for that. To get was, on to yeah. a moving machine. Correct. And this is like $20 for six tickets. And the tallest, the T-Rex, which was the tallest one you could ride, was two tickets. The VR was two tickets. So that leaves you, if you get that $20 for you know, uh, six tickets, you're already down four tickets. Right. You know what I mean? So you only got two tickets left. So total ripoff. So no discount on that, by the way. It's, it's worse than the fare. Oh, yeah. It's definitely worse than the fare. It is definitely worse. Uh but yeah, so that that I mean, good for them, man. They make making money. Obviously, <laughs> you went and spent like, you know what I'm saying? The upkeep is nothing. You know what I mean? The upkeep has to be nothing. And it was I mean, I ain't gonna say it was packed in there, but it was a good crowd. Yeah, that's why the tickets cost so much, because they know that the parents gonna bring the kids. I mean, as soon as my son loves dying shores. So as soon as he heard about it, he wanted to go. Uh-huh. Uh, if I could like media blackout that kid to where he don't get to see these type of things, like that's that would be ideal. Um, just because like I I knew going into it, it was going to be a waste of money, and I feel like I mean I guess as long as the memories count for him, that's what I was about to say, man. What's the what's the cost on experience and memories? What is the cost, brother? 
I mean, I'm def- I definitely feel like there probably is a cost. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a limit. <laughs> we were just talking, as a matter of fact, we were just talking to him about, uh, we took him to see Sesame Street when he was younger. Took him to the uh, circus when he was younger. And uh, we were showing him pictures, asking him if he remembers stuff. He don't remember nothing. No, like, really. what's the point? It's, it's just memories. So, basically, the memories are for the child for whenever they grow up, similar to, like, how you say that you never had a birthday and you never have any pictures of, you know what I'm saying, when you were little. So what's the point of them doing stuff for you when you were little if you can't remember and you don't have any pictures to even look back on it? Right. Well, I mean, just black it out then. Yeah, like, it never happened. Yeah, like, you true, can tell you me. you feel some type of way about it, though. I feel some type of way about not having pictures when I was a baby. Like, there's no baby pictures of me only because there's a contrast between you and Rashonda. There's tons of pictures of y'all when y'all were babies, but then when I came along, there's nothing. And then when Kia came along later, there's plenty. Like there's more than any of us. So hey, it was a it was a gap in time, brother. So it is a gap in time, but like we went from nothing to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we don't care about this last kid. Then ten years later, see, like we're gonna flood see, the market. But that, but that wasn't the point though. So basically what I was saying is that how you feel about your baby pictures is probably how he might feel about, you know what I'm saying, his experiences as a child whenever he grows up. I don't think so. Because my, well, my experience is just that there is no pictures. I don't care what I was doing. There's just no recollection. Like, I didn't exist until the age <laughs> of like four or five. Well, you know? What we meant to tell you was you were going to die. Apparently so. <laughs> Apparently so. If it wasn't for my forehead and my eyes and other features that look like my parents, like, I, I could really believe that. But uh, due to my features, uh, I belong to somebody within the family. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, revolve. But, but the, the main point of that, yeah, he had fun. Y'all had a good time. You know what I'm saying? You create memories for your child. Which Man, is, my feet was hurting. I ain't have no good time. You had the wrong <laughs> shoes on. You need some art supports. Bruh, I don't know what it was. But uh, I guess, man, as long as you had fun, that's that's cool. Good, good. That, that's good. I'm glad that, uh, that you all had that, that family bond time together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Black man in the household, supporting his family, doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, but I will say I'm about sick of animatronics, though. Like the... Uh, <laughs> Cause like like I said, we went to we took him to Chuck E. Cheese for his birthday. Okay, for our birthday, shall I say? Um, and uh, Rhea wanted to go to a Chuck E. Cheese with the what she thought I had the better uh, animatronics, or you know, Chucky coming, you know, moving and dancing and stuff like that, which was in Rivergate, which is cool. However. I'm thinking it's ancient. Like they got the throwbacks. <laughs> like <laughs> they modified them in years. Nah, so. not at all. Yeah. And then it brought up a conversation between some of the parents of like, oh man, I remember when this was so showbiz pizza. Right. It wasn't. Did you know that? It wasn't. What Chuck E. Was Cheese was never showbiz pizza. Showbiz pizza was an entirely different company. Oh, that yeah. had its own. Place. Absolutely. I agree with that. And that's what I said. Oh, okay. Like Chuck E. Cheese came and monopolized showbiz. Yeah, yeah. They bought them. Yes. And then Absolutely. see, I grew up. Chuck E. Cheese was a part of Showbiz Pizza and they branched off and did their no. own thing. Yes, Chuck E. Cheese. Two different used, companies. They, I'm not saying they weren't two different companies, but that that rat. Was a part of nope. showbiz. Nope, he wasn't. Man, I just looked it up. I'm gonna have I to go look at some pictures. I remember that. I thought right. I did too, and I re-looked it up. And I think it's just because the design is similar to the way that they designed their characters, uh-huh. but it's completely different. Uh-huh. 
because they even uh what's the the name of that mr munch mr munch right at chuck e cheese the purple thing i thought he was the gorilla oh, from no. showbiz no i thought they just like re-changed the look uh-huh. after a few years because i thought miss i thought the original look of him was the gorilla okay. back in the day uh nah not completely different. Everything's completely different. The only thing is that Chuck E. Cheese bought Showbiz Pizza and then changed all the Showbiz Pizza spots into Chuck E. Cheese's. Right, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, that's new information for me. I mean, it doesn't... Look it up if you don't believe me. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't bother me no one way or the other. It's all right. Yeah. What about you? Um, We went to Vegas. Right. Yeah, so that was my second time going to Vegas. Had family go out there. Um, we went out there for a pageant. Unfortunately, uh, the um, we didn't we didn't come home with the crown. We didn't come home with the crown. Okay, which is okay. In my 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 point, but it's, explain explain what the pageant was, because like I when you first said it to me, three, four, five, maybe five years ago, like I had no idea that this even happens. So. I don't know if the people want to hear that, brother. I mean, quick two minutes. Like, it don't take that long. I mean, it spent longer for us to argue you, about you, you, you heard, something. You heard of the Misses, the Miss United States or the Miss America pageant. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's basically the same thing. It's just for married people. Okay. That's all. That's, that's, that's is there an age cap? Do you know? There is no age cap. There's no age no cap. No age cap. As long as you're married. Um, I don't even know if divorced people can be in. I think that's a different category in itself. But this one is just strictly for... Uh, the married people. Uh, there's no age cap, but like I said, um, all over every every state has their own particular you know statewide pageant, and all those people go to the national pageant. Okay. So um, that's that's what the pageant is basically. I mean, it's not televised. It's on TV, national, you know, TV regularly. It's, it's just streamed on online. Okay. You go to a website, and then you know, to me, I mean. It is what it is, you know. It's it's okay for the you know the females who are involved and they they want to pursue these you know dreams and goals that they may have that they had when they were a little bit younger. Now that they're you know, you know with child or married and they want to continue doing that 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 dream and goal that they have. And you know who am I to kill a dream? You know, uh, right off the bat. Right you off know, the bat. Right, right off. You know, you gonna, I'm, I'm not going to wait a little right bit. Off, yeah, and yeah, it. Mm-hmm, yeah, absolutely, because. Uh, I don't think that we should, you know, it's the, the pageant system is just like any other organization or company. You know, there's politics involved. And, you know, with politics being involved, then you got problems. And that's where my problem is. You know, it's the, it's the politics that's involved with it. So, you know, people get snubbed. You know, you got some pageant systems that, that hasn't crowned, you know, black or brown people in, like, decades. Okay. And then you got some that may do it like this past year they've been doing pretty well with you know crowning some black and brown people um but there's still some systems that are out there that ain't doing it at all they're like no okay. i don't care how good you are you ain't i'm you're not getting it on my watch type stuff yeah and it's blatant so that's how i felt in this last one it was like it was a blatant slap in the face like okay we're not coming back to this one for real okay gotcha so, but that's how i felt on, on on that one so other than that you know we had the little one uh we went out to the strip we you know, walked the strip a little bit. She saw what she saw, you know, Caesar's Palace and the water, the Bellagio had went off and everything. It was good. It was hot as crap out there. Always. Of course. <laughs> uh, but it's, a, you know, it's a different hot. Uh, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, I lost a couple more pounds 
being out there. That's good. You sweating it off. And I don't know if that's good or not, but you know, I, I feel like I did without without actually working out. But that was my weekend, like two weekends ago, I guess okay. you could say. Um, lad, this past weekend, we really didn't do too much. Uh, just just chilled around the house, really, honestly, because I had just came from Mississippi uh, for work, so I was at work <clears throat> in Mississippi. And one thing, you know, me being living there for ten years, I realized. Now that I've been removed from Mississippi for the last seven years, how much I enjoyed living in Mississippi. Oh, okay. So while, you know, working there, you know, I saw a lot of people that I used to, you know, work with and they remembered me. I remembered them. And it was like, man, what you doing now? We got up, caught up real quick. Uh, and, and then after work, you know what I'm saying? We went to this, I went to this bar, um, M Bar, that's in uh, Ridgeland, Mississippi. Uh, cool little spot, all black establishment. You know, and uh, I felt at home. Yeah. And I was just thinking to myself, Nashville ain't got this. Nashville does not have this. And so this, we and just we kind of talked about that last time a little bit. We did. The fact that Nashville don't cater to us at all. Right. Um, so did you ask for the hookup when you got in there? No, no, I did not ask for the hookup. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have to. I mean, it was free to get in. Okay. All you had to do was pay for your drinks and your food or whatever that you had. But I went with some people who were some regulars. And I don't say that it was a hook. It really wasn't even a hookup. It was like it was two for one. And okay. the drinks were so great that your two for one felt like a regular drink that you yeah. would get here in Nashville. Okay. So it to me it felt like a hookup, but it really wasn't. It was just the, the area that you was in. What was the crowd like? I mean, it was like an adult crowd. Oh yeah, it was, was definitely an adult crowd. Adult, um, laid back, chill. Everybody just you know just, they had a DJ. They had a live band. So the live band was on first. They did their thing. It was good. Uh, and then afterwards, the DJ came in and uh, everybody, you know, just talking amongst themselves and listening to the band, you know, getting in, you know, engaging with the band. Uh, it, it was just a good time. Okay. So it was a, one of them black excellence type experiences. That's how I felt. As soon as I thought about it, I thought of my other homeboy, uh, G2, uh, Gary. And uh, I was like, man, he would love to come here. Because we talk about the same thing that me and you talked about last week. It was like being around your people and, and right. feeling a, a sense of like, not that we made it, but just feeling good about you being there. Okay. Because you, you surround around your people. You ain't worried about nothing. Everybody just having a good time. Just like you, they all professional adults. And they just want to, you know what I'm saying, just sip on something, eat a little something, you know what I'm saying, talk a little junk, and, and they'll go home safely. Safely. Safely at the end of the night. So that's, that was that was that week. So here's the problem that we have in Nashville that I feel like that is unlike the experience that you are describing is our clubs tend to, especially if it's free to get in, you got two for ones. I feel like you don't get necessarily a professional crowd at all times. You know what I mean? Like uh -huh. you, you'll get uh, people that think that they hard. And want to prove themselves, even though they don't really know what hard is. You know what I mean? Like I feel like people in Nashville, and this is me. I feel like they haven't. Most people hadn't. If you're from Nashville, born and raised, and you 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 in that thug life, whatever you want to consider it, nine times out of ten, you ain't never left Nashville. So to me, you don't really know what a thug is because you ain't never been to no another city that thug. really you the thug of Nashville, right? <laughs> you the king of Nashville, <laughs> but go to Chicago with that, you know uh, what I mean? See what it's like. Go, go to Detroit, Trent, you know what I mean? Like it's different levels to this stuff. So New York, L.A., whatever. Absolutely. So yeah. I just wonder uh, 
how tough would they be? But back to my uh, original point is they are the type that come and will mess up a good time. And now you got to worry about black folks getting loud. Cause you know, when, when black people's voice get to a certain level, like you, you got to look over your shoulder and be like, hold on, man, what's going on with that group over there? Like, right. are they going to start fighting, start shooting, which is what ends up happening to our clubs here is they end up getting shut down for those type of reasons. Right. Yeah. You can only have a certain group of people around and then you, it's just like, you know what I'm saying? You know, if you, <laughs> I'm thinking of an analogy of whenever uh, a, a couple is together and then they separate for whatever reason. And mm. then one of them starts having fun. And then the other one is not having as much fun as the other person is. Uh -huh. And then the other person uh, who's not having as much fun want to see them suffer just as much as you suffering. Right. So then they try to mess it up for you also. Yeah. So that's how I feel about the clubs in Nashville also is that, you know, we have something, we'll go somewhere good. And then another group of people will hear the word like, oh man, we doing big things over here and say, for example, North Nashville at a club in North Nashville. Just for example. And then, and everybody's out there. We having fun. We having a good time. And then those other people hear about it. So now they want to come have fun too. So when they come have fun, it ain't the same. It ain't the same because their fun is, like you said, getting loud, talking loud, starting stuff, the things they shouldn't really be starting. And now all of a sudden, a place that we were welcome at, we no longer welcome at. Right. Now that makes sense. I can, I can see that. I mean, I... I hate it for us. You I know do. what I mean? Because they're, I'm not a clubber. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really go to clubs. I barely go to bars. But if I do want to enjoy myself, I would rather be in a, uh, a professional in a, environment. Yeah. 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 And, why, yeah. and like, why would I not want to go support ours? You know what I mean? Like, right. Especially, yeah, absolutely. Support your own. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we can't have nothing because nah, they don't want us to have nothing. Don't want us to have nothing. Nothing. I mean, <laughs> I think about like Atlanta, just just off like Atlanta had is known for their strip clubs, right? I don't think Nashville has had a black strip club in twenty five years above ground. Above yes, <laughs> <laughs> like that you can actually advertise for, right? <laughs> Not word of mouth, you know what I'm saying? The Which underground ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but it's just a simple fact that like, how come we can't have anything in Nashville, but yet? Uh, you know, they are trying to cater to us in, in in a certain aspect, you know what I mean, as far as like like uh, the the museum, the, the black me, uh, nah, music those, museum. Those are pacifiers, man. But that's what I'm saying, is that they're trying to they're trying to grab our money, you know yeah. what I mean, even with the concerts that they have around Nashville, bringing in a lot of black artists and black comedians, it seems like they want our money, but they really don't want us yeah, they Here. don't want us there, right? Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. as long as y'all live on the outside. I mean, you look at gentrification and uh, gentrification. I, I'm probably still ain't saying it right, but anyway, you look at all these uh, little houses, tiny homes popping up around Nashville and all these uh, predominantly black areas or urban areas, um, and then you know they're trying to push out the uh, the black population or the urban population out into the uh, out outskirts. Out yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Um, you know what I mean? Like they're just—it's like we don't want y'all here. Like it's like it's almost like a clear sign. Like we don't really want you here, nope. but we do want your money. Right? Absolutely. That is—it it hurts my heart, man. Honestly, it hurts my heart whenever you see that. You, the places that we used to go uh, or was bus to when we were little is slowly fading away. Yeah. 
at a rapid pace. I say slowly fading away at a rapid pace because it's happening very fast, but it's slow at the same time. Because slow at the same time because there are people that's down there who are still holding on to what they let, what they got. Right. But yet, you give them the right dollar amount, they'll go. I mean, and, and it's nothing wrong with nah, that. Nah, you can't. I mean, it's, it's, that's with hard that. to pass up it's, on. It's just, it's just hard to see what we had just slip away. Right. And then, a theory of mine has always been uh, we need, as in black people especially, we need to be tribal people. We need to have a sense of community and, you know, kind of take care of each other. Um, and the more time goes on, the less we become like that. For whatever reason, for one, if it's keeping up with the Joneses, if you're just trying to get the bigger, better house, or you move out of the neighborhood and you put your money, invest your money in other areas, or whether it's you get pushed out of your area and get placed in a, uh, into a neighborhood that's that's not like it yours was. Right. Um, and then it creates this cycle because once the the middle class black people start getting invaded by the lower class black people, then the middle class kind of moves out and finds a new location. We start this whole cycle, but we really need each other. Absolutely. Um, and I think that helps with uh, behavior, um, taking ownership of the communities as far as like uh, gangs and drugs and all that type of stuff. Because if the uh, if all you have is a bunch of young people in the in your neighborhood, some people don't take interest in those uh, those in those in the issues that's that's coming up in that neighborhood. You see the signs, you know what I mean. Like you can see when the riffraff, to say the least, would uh, enter your neighborhood and start doing things that they ought not. Absolutely. So that 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 sounds like a little bit of what uh, this book that I read, "The Warmth of Other Suns," is basically talking about the Great Migration. Uh, from people from the south to the north to the east to the west, uh, and what happened whenever we got to those different locations. So mm-hmm. we left the south because of, of slavery and uh, Jim Crow and all that stuff. But when we started to migrate up north and to the east and the west, we still fell into those traps of uh, what the, the housing that we was trying to get into that was owned by white neighborhoods and stuff. They had put into place these different rules and policies about mm. us. We couldn't get there uh, because we was going to somewhat, they thought drive the uh, market value down, market value down. So they put all these rules in, in place. Or even if we did get somebody to you know vouch for us to be into that neighborhood, we still got flack for it. You know, none of that stuff has even changed. This book was talking about stuff from back in 19, Hundred, the early 1900s, yeah. and I bet I guarantee you that stuff is still happening today. It even talks about how banks was also against us to even uh, borrow money. That's why we came up with our own banks. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you know, what I'm saying we got a black bank that's here in Nashville, the Citizens Bank that's downtown. Um, oh, is that black owned? It's black owned, and it's been black owned since its inception. Mm-hmm. And, then, and the reason why uh, each group of people have their own separate banks is because of some oppression that was put onto that particular group of people so mm-hmm. they try to do for their own yeah but the problem is is like you said is that we don't support our own so these other institutions starts to fade away so we got these banks and schools and stuff like that that are was specifically for a uh, our group of people but just like some of our black universities and colleges have faded away is because we haven't support and gave back to those places that's yeah, true so true. like you know what i'm saying morris brown or uh there's some colleges in alabama you know, we don't want to see those institutions go away because they're essential and we believe that they're good for the growth and development of our people, but yet we don't support. Why? 
because we want to keep up with the Joneses and think that we put a, a different label on these Ivy League schools like Harvard and Princeton. I mean, I don't think it's just that neither. I, th- I think that's part of it, but I think also the fact that we don't trust ourselves and we haven't shown that we can be trusted at times. So the administration and some of these HBCUs seem to have mismanagement of money. True. Um, so once you start to have mismanagement of funds, yeah. uh, then your people don't, trust. yeah, you're like a trust and people don't want to give to you because mm-hmm. you're like, you're, well, you're just going to embezzle my, my money. Right. Why would I give to this university? You know what I mean? Which is sad. And it's no different than what other people are doing. It's just that I think some of these other universities have bigger backers, right. um, to be able to cushion that blow, you know, if an investigation does come along, you know what I mean? Like, or in, in in recent cases where you have these uh, stars, Hollywood stars and stuff, where they're padding the schools right. to get their kids in right. and stuff like that. like So, you know, all that type of stuff is probably helping their bank where as opposed to ours. Um, but in, even in our neighborhoods, another reason why I think, uh, especially the, a lot of black people don't like to say in black, predominantly black neighborhoods is because of what outside influence does to our neighborhood, right? So I can remember uh, 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 comedian Dave Chappelle uh, talking about, uh, in one of his comedy skits, he was talking about uh, a neighborhood that he was in. I think it was MLK Boulevard, and he saw a gun store, looking store, gun store, looking store, right. you know what I mean? And really, that's how it is. It's like check cash in place, yep. uh, rent to own, gun store, liquor store, like, why is this in our neighborhood, but it's not on, you know, in the in the white neighborhoods? Like, why does, like, it irritates me every time Absolutely. I see it. It's like a status. I, like, you know where you are if you see some of that. Man, I, I can remember moving here in uh, Antioch, right, in, in Murfreesboro Road, not looking like that. But that's what Murfreesboro Road looks like now. Yeah. Like, it's nothing but, like, you know, get your, get your check cast here or, you know, borrow money and pay us back at a high interest rate and it's it's sad to see man like it, it really every time i pass by it i'm like man what happened and why would you do this to a group of people you know what i mean like it's just it, it's it ex- exploitation of the people it's terrible it, it absolutely is so we don't get off that topic man yeah because you know what i'm saying i felt the whole conversation shift <laughs> 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 and what we was talking about, like we was talking about some real stuff, <laughs> but the whole like the demeanor and everything, the the the, the voice uh, projection and everything just changed. So uh, let me ask you, let's, let's talk about movies again, real quick. All right, Hobbs and Shaw. I haven't seen it. I want to see it though. You haven't seen it. Nah. So I think it's a good movie overall. We saw. I saw it this past weekend. I ain't get no call. However. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna act like I didn't hear that. <laughs> However, you know what I'm saying? It definitely did not live up to the Fast and Furious title to me. It should have just been called Hobbs and Shaw, period. But it's it, the only reason why it has the Fast and Furious in the title is because it's a branch of those films. It's not trying to tell you that they're gonna have fast cars. First of all, Fast and Furious don't have fast cars no more. That, that they is, got cars, true. but it's not about the cars no more. And it hadn't been since probably the second movie. And when I say the second movie, I'm talking about Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> like, so. Like, there's no point in even calling these films Fast and Furious in the first place. You might as well just call it, um, I don't know. It's fast. Like, craziness. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, all it is is about how you can 
like do some unbelievable stunts. It's called it breaking the rules. Yeah, like That'd just unrealistic. Yeah. Uh huh. These so, are superheroes without the title of being superheroes. Speaking of unrealistic, so Hobbs and Shaw has a lot of unrealistic things that are happening in the movie. As I would expect them to. Not only do they have unrealistic things that I was just pointing out in that movie, it's just like stuff in that movie is just un. It's it's just so outrageous. Like we could be having a fight in the middle of the day. Next thing you know, it's at night. Have we been fighting for 24 hours? Yeah, man. Did we just fight for, you know what I'm saying, 12 hours? Now it's a battle. It's not a fight. It's a battle. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, this, is, this is so unrealistic. Or uh, say we on top of a hill and we, you know what I'm saying, we duking it out. We fighting. We roll down the hill and all of a sudden it's dark and it's raining. How did that happen? Hey, man. Have you ever shot a movie before? No, I have not shot a it's movie It's hard before. to match up days. <laughs> <laughs> man, give me, me behind, you know what I'm saying, in a closed screen. Uh, in a, in a, uh, a warehouse or something, yeah. so you can try to mimic the outside. Of, you I mean, that's why a lot of studio productions are done in studios, yeah. is because of that fact. You can control the weather and environment. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened with Hobbs and Shaw. Like, it just may be, they may have did it just for the sake of being ridiculous. Because I feel like when you're shooting a movie like Hobbs and Shaw, and one of the reasons why I even want to watch it, because I know I'm going to get ridiculousness. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, from the jump, I'm like, this... Like you tell me, The Rock, Jason Statham are in a movie based off the Fast and the Furious characters that they play. Oh, that's gonna be crazy! Yeah. They're gonna be jumping off buildings, landing in the bushes successfully, right? <laughs> you know unlike, I mean? unlike the other guys, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, so you know what I mean? Like if you go to watch this movie, I feel like you were talking about last time you cut your brain off. This is definitely a film where you oh, go I, in cutting your brain absolutely. off. Like you don't need to think about nothing. <laughs> But just see the craziness that is happening in front of you. I 100% agree with that point. You, you definitely have to turn like it if off. If you come on, come out and be like, well, I think the plot was weak. What movie did you go see and why <laughs> did you go see it? Like, this is not that film for you. I, but, you know what I'm saying, they did try to slam in some, you know what I'm saying, some some good plot points. However, the one thing that also that I didn't like, and I'm not giving away the movie, but they tried to give you uh, a message. I was like, why are they trying to give me a message in this barbaric action-packed movie? All the Fast and Furious do it. Because all the Fast and Furious movies all boil down to it's family. It's about family. You know what I mean? And like in half the time, it's shoehorned in. Like, say for instance, the last one. And I'm going to spoil this one because it's been out for probably two, three years now. But in the last one, when when Dom has a kid, Uh right? He finds out he has a kid. And then he decides to betray his team. Right. Now, in his mind, he's like, I, I can fix this later. But for right now, I'm just going to betray them instead of talking to them. Why? You've well, been with these I people have, for I'm, 10 it, plus years. Right. Why would you not just That's, tell that, them? That was unrealistic. Hey, man, remember that girl I, I was messing with for like half a movie? Hey, I got a baby by her. She kept it from me. Now, I'm sitting this other ch- chick got her. So I need to save my baby. So right. I'm gonna betray y'all, but I'm not really betraying y'all. Right. Like, oh, write, okay. write me a note, send me a text, right. message, something. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Smoke screen or something. Something. He like, could have did anything. That movie, that plot was terrible. And then he even reached out to Jason Statham's mother, right? Right. Who he's had problems with both Jason and his, and his brother. brother. Mm-hmm. And then he reached out to her to be like, hey, I need Jason to go save my son on his plane. Why not? That with that same message, why would you just not communicate to your team? Like, hey, sorry about what I just did to y'all, but you know what I mean? Like, this is what it is. Right. So in the last one, and the one that you're just speaking of, did did the did he die? Did the brother die? 
I don't think so. I didn't think so either, but he's not mentioned at all in this next movie. I don't think he did. Which makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. So I have to go back and research that one to see if he died or not, but I, I didn't think he did. But in the Hobbs and Shaw movie, he's not mentioned. Like, he was never born almost. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck is that? So they read kind of. <laughs> Just took right. him to completely took him out the story. Right. But yet, everybody's talking about, uh, was it Justice for uh, Han? They talking about in the next one supposed to be just how you gonna get justice for Han when Jason Statham is a hero now? Right? How, was it a boss that Jason was talking to? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that's the only way I can see it is like there has to be another level up that right. the reason why Jason went after just Han because clearly you have showed me that Jason is the reason why Han is dead. Decker, whatever his name is, I don't know what his name is, but Shaw. Yeah, I guess. Shaw. Yeah, just Shaw. You have to. You have to tell me now. Like he was answering to somebody. I'm sure he, you know, there's always somebody higher. I mean, you don't never get to the boss. Right, but you can't make him a good guy and then start talking about just, just let Han go off in the peace. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's done. Yeah. Han, Han is done. His story is done. Don't get me justice for Han. It's too late. We're always fr- already friends with Shaw. Right. You know what I mean? Unless he's going to turn to a villain again. Nah, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I don't see that happening again. I mean, something have to happen in his life for him to turn into a villain again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. But then Netflix, mm-hmm. I, I binged Bull Assassins. I, I watched the first episode. I, so at the very beginning, mm-hmm. I think I told you this. Um, you asked me how was it was, and I said it was, it was good. I said the first scene would draw you in. Did the first scene of Bull Assassins draw you in? It was good. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it drew me in. Mm-hmm. I would say it was a, it was a good scene. Yeah. Um, and then by the end, of course, you revisit that scene again. Uh-huh. Um, but it was, it was a solid scene. That was it. I think it set up. I mean, the reason why I said that it drew you in is because it started off with nothing but action. Spoiler. So I'm not going to say what happened, but that's the way I like to see a movie start. Straight then, action. See, yes, but I think the I think the show, and I, don't, I like I said, I've only seen the first episode, but I think the show is showing you that you would probably get one action scene per episode. I think that's what it showed you within the first 30 minutes. No, you get more than that. But I'm, what I'm saying is, you, I don't think it's going to be an action-packed show just off the first 30 minutes, because you see this action scene within the first... That's the hook. That's a grab you, right? Like you said, that's what right. supposed to grab you. And then after that, it goes straight... The storyline. Story. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like hard story at that. You know yeah. what I mean? Then you get like another action scene, then you get more story. So like it sets you up for the tone of what the whole series is going to be. So I, I mean, I'm looking for... I think you... you When I asked you about it, you said it's like Vanishing Sun. Vanishing Sun. Um, and... How many of y'all remember that? When I was watching it, I was like, yo, this is... Yeah, that's a great description of it, but that's how Vanison's Son was. It had a lot of story to it. Right. You know what that's mean? exactly what it yeah. was. But and then the story was kind of weird because it was Asians trying to be I wanna say like Asian American trying to act a certain way. I don't know, that's a, it's a weird analogy. Wait, Vanison Son? Yeah, Vanishing yes. Yeah, and same way that this is trying to be. <laughs> it's like you're Asian, I know you speak another language, but yet you're speaking in English the entire time. What? But it's in America. I know it's in America. You think they're they... in San Francisco. So what? They in Chinatown in San Francisco. And they sometimes they speak in Asian. 
or in Chinese, Cantonese, whatever it is. Yeah, that's true. However, I would think, I would assume. I mean, it's just for TV. You know, I ain't harping on it. I'm just saying it's kind of it was just kind of weird. All right, that that's just me. You know, there's other, I think it's justified. That's just action movies that's out there that now has nothing but subtitles. I would say there there's a show on Cinemax. Uh, it's called C- The Warrior. Cinemax. Who watched Cinemax? Hey man, it's a they they said it was a show with Bruce Lee's uh, writings, and I was like, I'm I'm in. Like let's let's check this out. I think it's called Warrior or something. But I think anyway, I, want, I think I heard of that. I wanted to see it, but I of course I don't have Cinemax. Right. Well. I... I'm I'm borrowing somebody's Cinemax. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's called Warrior. But what they do is they speak in they'll speak in China, Chinese, right? Uh, Cantonese, whatever. Because they're it's in America. It's in uh, I think they're in they might be in San Francisco. I think, uh, but it's in the early you know late 1800s, early 1900s. So they're speaking in Cantonese, and then after a while, it'll flip to English. And it'll do like a sound effect to let you know, like, hey, we're switching now. And that's to let you know, hey, these guys are still speaking in Cantonese, but we're going to put it in English so you don't have to read subtitles. Really? Yeah. How does that re- How does that play it out? It works. Like, it does? Like, I think it works. Like, and it, because here's my problem with a lot of foreign stuff. Like, I, I love foreign films and, and things of that nature, but sometimes I don't feel like paying attention to my screen to read. every second right. of the time. Like, I want to eat. You know what I mean? I might want to look down at my phone. And when you have subtitles on, like... If you, you have to pay attention. Yeah, you got to pay attention. You might miss a line and miss the whole, you know, plot of the film. <laughs> right. So for them to do that, like, it's only certain times where you really have to pay attention. They'll switch to English and you're like, oh, okay, cool. I can go back to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, they'll let you know when it flips back again. So it works. Okay. Well, I like it. I have, I have to check it out. I don't know how I'm going to try to check it out. Maybe I'll google something and maybe something is playing on youtube or i'll find it i mean i think most of cinemax stuff some of their stuff has hit netflix so hopefully this will hit netflix at some point okay okay yeah so i get updates whenever netflix drops something new anyway so yeah hopefully yeah. hopefully i'll see that yeah um another one i just checked out and reason why i haven't binged Wu assassins because i just finished up uh deadly class on sci-fi wait i'm sorry before you go jump to that did you finish um, the boys. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I finished that in like two days. I got you. Yeah. I think, right. I think we talked about that on the last episode. Did we? Okay. Actually. My bad. All right. Go ahead. Um. But anyway, uh, a show called Deadly Class, which is, uh, they have some martial arts. Uh, but essentially, it's Benedict Wong, uh, the guy from uh Doctor Strange, that the Asian guy, chubbier guy. Yep. Uh, also in uh he played Genghis Khan in Marco Polo. Gotcha. Um he's a teacher at a school that trains assassins. Now most of the assassins that they train are actually from some type of gang. Uh so they're privileged like, you know, uh like the next to, to, to be in line for the throne of that gang or whatever. So you got a Yakuza and uh, other types of people. Um but then they will like if you as a kid, if you, you know, seem to be like a psychopath or something, then they'll try to br- bring you in and train you as well. So, so they want the crazies. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So they, it's all about this kid, Marcus, and him navigating this school and 
you know, whether he fits in, what's family and all that other type of stuff. But I thought it was pretty good. It's definitely worth a watch if uh, anybody want to take a look at something with a little bit of action, a little bit of story. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll have to take a look at that one as well. Uh, what else is going on? What else is going on? Man, nothing much, man. Uh, hey, man, as a matter of fact, there's a lot going on in the world today. Well, in the world, yeah. Um, definitely in the world. Uh, this whole, of course, you know, last week, two weeks, you know, we've had mass shootings. Right. Uh, and uh, Which I, I know, didn't even know that we had one about at the first of the month while we was in Vegas because I, I paid no attention to the TV at that time. Yeah. I didn't know until we was on our way back and we was all on the TV screens in the airport. It's crazy out here, man. And it's crazy how, you know, we we talk so much about terrorists being, you know, Muslims nowadays, but, you know, the biggest terrorist that's ever been in the world ain't been no Muslim. Nope. You, you know what I mean? Not at all. Like, if you look at history. Domestic terrorism. It, all across the board. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it ain't been our skin color. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, black people typically aren't terrorists. Mexicans typically aren't terrorists. Uh, same thing with Asians. The same thing with, uh, yeah, all of Asia. I'll say all of Asia. You know what I mean? Because you got also have the Middle the Middle East in there. Uh, it's the Europeans. And therefore, their descendants. Right. Um, and that's pretty much what, what's, what's happening now. And... F- Here's what gets me, man, because I know this has been talked about. You know what I mean? You can cut on the news if you want to listen more about this stuff. But what gets me is the fact that this country constantly makes excuses for white terrorism okay. and have been doing so since we've been kids, okay. and if not even longer than that. Absolutely so, longer than that. What you mean since we've been kids? This has definitely yeah, been happening since I mean, before at, our time. But what I'm saying is like now we're looking at the media. You know what I mean? Like they always have. You know, they want to assume a white person kills a lot of people. All of a sudden, it's the media's fault. Right. Uh, a movie just canceled its release. The Hunt. Have you seen the trailer for that? Nope, I haven't. So it's, it's almost a purge-looking type of thing. But uh, yeah, they they canceled the release because it's pretty much surviving the game. Remember surviving the game or Hard Target? Any of those movies? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's that same type of premise. You know what I mean? So it's the rich people hunting down lower class for enjoyment. And they have decided to cancel the film release. Sorry, shot. It was slated to come out. And they canceled it because of the wake of the tragedies. Something was similar to what was that? It was a movie that came out with uh, Ben Stiller and, um, oh my gosh, somebody else. It was a, it was supposed to be, it was about, oh my gosh, I can't remember. It was, I have to look it up, but the premise of that movie was about some shooting, and they had to change the entire ending of the movie. Oh yeah, and it was about watch. aliens. The watch. The watch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 But see, that one made more sense. You know what I mean? To change that film because you were talking about a neighborhood watch that was patrolling, and was, then that's what it was. Uh, it was about uh, the George Zimmerman case. Right. Yeah. So that that made sense to me. That that makes sense. You know what I mean? That it, because. It, then it looks like you're kind of poking fun of that or being light of that right. situation. But this one is, I mean, at what point do you just call it spade a spade? You know what I mean? Like that movie, I doubt was going to make anybody 
go out and want to hunt people down. Because that's the reason why they're canceling it. They're canceling it because they don't want to influence somebody else. So what's the difference between that and the purge? Exactly. What is one, the two, or three? The, or the was the prequel three or prequel four? The, the, yeah. TV series, you Absolutely, know what I mean? Yeah. Which is trash, by the way. Um, but like, why give excuses to something that is just terrorism? Because it's just like putting a bandaid over it, so you stop talking about it, so I can then go back and do business as usual. Which is ridiculous. Absolutely. I mean, if you could, I remember uh, Mortal Kombat, right? They always had a problem with Mortal Kombat. Oh, it's too much the violence. Blood. Yeah. Same thing with today. Walmart's talking about, oh, we're going to stop uh, advertising. I think is how they said it. We're going to stop advertising uh, video, video games, games, violent video games. But you're going to sell guns. Right. And have them on display. Which makes no sense. Out in the open for everybody to see. You know what I mean? People play video games on a daily basis that are violent, yeah. that don't go out and don't have the urge. You want to talk about it desensitizes people? I don't think so. I don't think it does desensitize people. I don't think so either. Uh, I think that it is definitely a, a bad call on Walmart's part. I think they tr- tried to do a... Uh, they made a bad attempt at something that could have been good. Right. And they just dropped the ball on that. And yeah. if anything, they should have just stopped selling guns if they wanted to do Correct. anything and just left the video games. Why are you or selling do guns at Walmart? Why can I go get a gallon of milk and a gun at the same place? <laughs> now, I'm not saying that guns should be illegal. I own a gun. Right. You know what I mean? I think everybody has the right, you know what I mean, to purchase a gun the legal way. However, there should like I like the fact that I went to a gun store. I didn't go to Walmart and why? pick up. But then again, also not to cut you off, man. But why are all some of these incidents happening at Walmart's? I this isn't know. the first one that has happened That's at true. A Walmart. That's true. I mean, I know earlier there was a guy that shot up a Walmart because he he had just got fired. Uh-huh. I think. Um, so that's just you know workplace violence in the sense. I mean, if you. Hey, George, come to the office. You got to come up to your office and you're fired. And I walk downstairs and go grab a gun because I got the keys still. Or that's I have no somebody that's back there. That's not what's happening, but I that know. is a possibility. True. I, yeah. I understand that. But yeah. I'm just saying, like you, to your point, why are they selling right. at this particular location? Right. And What's not- crazy, though, and I don't, this may come across insensitive, I don't know, but if you have a shooting at Walmart, why is nobody running to the guns to grab a gun and shoot the shooter? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in, in, the, in the in the panic of the moment, you're not thinking like that. You're thinking about survival, not about hey, I need to go find a weapon to go run after this. I person. get that. I get that for the average person. I get that. Yes. And I say for the average person because I have been trained to supposedly do the exact opposite. Now I've never been in a situation where I had to do the exact opposite, so I can only say that I'm supposed to. Right. And you can say the same thing about the cop that was supposed to. Save those kids, right? And that 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 shooting that had happened. Um, he was trained yeah. to do certain things. I'm not saying that he didn't try to do anything because I wasn't there. Yeah, All I can I can only speculate what the media again shows and tells mm-hmm. us had happened. Same thing with the it was a cop in Vegas during that shooting that I guess he was in the hotel right. and decided that he just wasn't going to go any further. Yeah, so you you don't know what you would do in the heat in the moment. Hopefully, no. hopefully that you're, you know, saying the training would suffice and that you would actually do something right. in the in the heat of the moment, not to only save yourself, but to, to save the greater good of the people. I was, you know, what I was watching, um, uh, first we feast a YouTube channel about eating chicken wings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you watched mm-hmm. it. Yep. So they had a, they had an episode um, this past week, and I was actually just had time to watch it today, and I actually still haven't finished it. Um, but the 
goodness, I can't remember her name. Kristen Bell. Yeah. She was on there. Yeah. And she was talking about how they was talking about religion for some odd reason. They was talking about if you were given a choice to save one person or save five people, which one would you do? Depending on the situation, of right? Course. And of course, it, it, those different situations are called something specific, and she named them. And I can't, I can't re, rename them, or whatever. But those are the type of situations that you people have to think about, like. You know, if, if I'm in a crowd of you know, 20 people over here and I see this gunman over here about to shoot five kids and I'm with like 20 adults, do I just save these 20 adults and get out? Or do I got to try to go save those five kids now so, you, so they can go live their life? And that's there. You definitely got to go for the kids. Absolutely. Because the adults are adults. You would think that one of them would step up. If you leave that group, one of them should be stepping up to get the rest of them out. Yes. You know what I mean? But those kids do not have the training the, the strength probably um, to be able to subdue that uh, shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand why uh, if it was a black shooter, they'd be demonized. We'd be looking at their Facebook page and how they put up the middle finger one time when they were at the age of 15 or something, you know, they used to listen to Tupac and that's the worst thing. You know what I mean? Like, but it's not done in a way to, to say like the music that they're listening to is bad or the movies they're listening, watch are bad or the video games. It's all about that individual person and how, you know, they're, they're, they were a thug. They were a gangster. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They were a troublemaker as opposed to these good white kids that just got corrupted by the media surrounding them. And that's bull. You know what I mean? Like you, there might be something or they always say, oh, it's something psychologically wrong with them. You know what I mean? Like, they have mental problems. Very well may be the case. However, at some point, every racist doesn't have something wrong with them no. mentally. You know what I mean? Some people just hate people. Absolutely. You some people I mean? do hate people. I mean, you can, I mean, I remember, you know, just being in high school or just walking down the street today. I'm not I really don't walk down the street today, but I'm just saying, just seeing somebody that you just look at them and you, there's something about that person that you just don't like. That doesn't mean I'm going to go do something to you. Right. It's just the demeanor that you have or the aura that you may have, some spiritually connection between me and you to be like, no, I don't like that person. Right. Don't go near him. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, there's there's there was somebody that I was listening to also that broke it down about the same thing that you just said. Why do white men particularly get labeled as mentally ill and black people get labeled as thugs and criminals. Right. Same crime, same thing for the drugs, every all every, all the above. You can go down the list and, and it takes white people to tell other white people the same, what we see every day. Right. They don't listen to us, but they'll listen to somebody else. I mean, but they only listen to somebody else for a short period of time because it's always... And I found this in high school, right? I was in, I remember being in the U.S. history class, failed the class, because I argued with my teacher uh, as we were going through U.S. history. Every time we got to uh, uh, some type of atrocity that uh, white America had caused, whether it be um, Japanese internment camps, whether it's uh, enslaving black people, whether it's civil rights, whether it's, uh, you know, moving Indians to reservations or Native Americans to uh, reservations and, and kill them off with smallpox and all this other type of stuff. Every time we got to something, we would touch probably the first page of that chapter. She would say, I can't believe America would do something so horrible and then skip past it. 
it's a psychological block that white people don't want to admit that Absolutely. they do terrible things, but Absolutely. they are the biggest terrorists on this planet. And that's just, I mean, you show me somebody worse. You know what I mean? You talk about uh, uh, um, Muslims nowadays because they're they're the poster child of terrorism, right? But I guarantee you, they have not killed as many people as descendants of white Europeans. I could, I would agree with that. In America, in a period, period, period. Okay, okay. Across the world, mm -hmm. I don't think there's been any group. From any continent to 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 do what they have done, and I and this is kind of grouping them, a lot of them together because I'm talking about European descendants, period. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about Germans, Russians, you know what I mean. So it's like I'm grouping them all in right now, but still you would do no different, right. you know what I mean? If it was a black person in London and then a black person in America both doing shootings, then it would be a problem with with with, with black folks, you know what I mean? Right. We would still be labeled the same, right? Yeah. You look at no. You look at a Muslim, no different whether they come from the Middle East or whether they've been American born their whole life. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't think it's uh, right, fair. No, nah, I'm saying I don't think it's wrong with me to group them together okay. in this standpoint as well. Well, but no, I don't think it's fair on their standpoint either. Yeah. Because they're fighting for two different causes, and or, you know, what I mean, just because you see a Muslim don't mean all of a sudden they're gonna do something. If you see a Muslim on a plane, you shouldn't think bomb. Right. You know what I mean? Like I can remember uh Jamie Foxx having this skit about it, you know what I mean, in one of his earlier comedy things. And it was funny, but like at the same part, that should not be the the thought process. Same thing with Soul Plane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. they they boxed this, the one Muslim on the plane, they boxed them in, like, you go to the bathroom, I'm going to the bathroom. Like, but meanwhile, you got this white dude that's probably gonna be the real one to shoot up the plane or something. You know right. what I mean? Like, like how to be a menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Right, following the black people following around the black people. and the white dude is stealing all the stuff. And, and then, yeah, and then shot the gun and left it. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how it is. That's exactly <laughs> how it is. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Well, so, uh, I don't think there's any point. My whole point is to say that the media um, regardless of whether it be film or any entertainment part, film, video game, music, to say that they are the cause for these shootings absolutely is not. the absolutely ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. They, they're just trying to give another excuse rather than pointing the finger back at themselves. Dude, it's, it's parenting. I, I think about this in my, my neighbor, right? I have a neighbor. He has a young child. Kids outside all the time. I just thought about this on the way over here. Kids always outside playing, you know, always outside playing. And he and he loves that about his son. And I'm I'm glad he, you know, what I mean, that's what he does. Meanwhile, my son's inside reading books. We are we structure, I think, our kids more. The vast majority of us, not all of us, but you know, I think we we kind of don't do that. Don't jump off that. Don't don't go over there. When we get in the store, don't say nothing. Mm -hmm. Don't do nothing. Right. You know, keep your hands to yourself. You know what I mean? That's how we. That's how we were raised. That's how our parents were raised. That's how we raise our kids. And we get into this, we put ourselves into these boxes. Meanwhile, white people are allowed to explore. Like that tree is theirs. You know what I mean? They can climb on it however they want to because that's their tree. Mm -hmm. So for you to go and climb on their tree, now you're climbing on their tree. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? This is their land. We're just borrowers or just people living on it. You know what I mean? But this is theirs because they're allowed the freedom to go explore. So I think that becomes a problem when they get older 
that they think they can do, do whatever they want to do with no consequence. Right. Meanwhile, we have been taught nothing but consequences. You know what I mean? Every regardless whether it's prison, jail, a whooping, you know what I mean? I, I ain't gonna say time out because most black people don't do timeouts, but you know what I mean? There's some consequence that goes to our actions. We know right from wrong consequences for actions. Absolutely. I don't think they know that. I see you. I see your point. I do see your point. And that whole, that whole scenario. And and just I don't know when, why you was talking about that. It it drew me back to uh, we were watching uh, when they see us over the weekend. Have you seen that? I, man, I haven't. Dude, I know I, I I'm I'm not in the right frame of mind. <laughs> like I, I, now I've been saying this for months now since it came out. Like I'm just not mentally where I need to be to watch that. We I, we just watched it like, this last like, this past weekend. I need time. I need to watch it somewhere by myself where I know I won't interact with people. Dude, you it's it's what four parts, four hours long. I guess totally. Um, it will it will take you there. It definitely will take you. There. I believe it, dude. It's just the, the way that the world was set up. I want to say the world, the way that the our nation was set up. Yeah. Against us, no matter how old, or how young you are. Yeah. Ridiculous. Already. Ridiculous. I get really affected by that type of stuff, man. Like I, I remember leaving higher learning wanting to punch somebody because I remember we went to the theater and seen, uh-huh. and I remember leaving out like I went to punch the first white person. I didn't do it. Cause I have restraint, cause I understand consequences. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I did want to do it because that's where the movie put me. Right. You know what I mean? So like, and I, I still react that same way where movies put me in a certain mode. Um. So yeah, I've been very hesitant to watch it because I already know that I know the story, I know the outcome, and I know how it's gonna make me feel. And I, I will watch it though. I definitely will watch it. It's definitely a good watch. And and the whole thing is that this that's one story. A thousand of others that you oh, yeah. don't hear. Yeah, and it's crazy how people are. And you talking about consequences and actions. This is weird. How? Well, it's not even really weird. It's that people just don't care. Don't no matter what color you are. Whenever you behind those walls and those cells and whatever, people just don't care anymore because they feel like their life is just over. Yeah, depending on what they're in there for. So they'll just do whatever because they feel like they can just do whatever because they have to show their authority, their macho-ness, their manhood, or whatever you. But yeah, the, those kids got done wrong, 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 and it's 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 it's, it's it hurts me to know that I I know for a fact that there's other kids that go through that same situation that we just haven't heard their story. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name, and, and forgive me. I know somebody out there will know it, but I, I'm reminded of a story of a guy that was wrongfully in prison, and they fought him. They fought for him to get free. He was in there for I think over ten years, and when he finally got free, he killed himself. Yeah, because of what he experienced inside of jail. This is an innocent man that lost himself and lost his life because somebody didn't want to do the correct police work, or somebody just wanted to, you know, a, a quick bust or whatever the case may have been surrounding that. And it, that's sad, man. You know, this whole uh, I'm trying to think of profiling. Um, like it's it's I I can't even speak to it, man. Like it just irritates me, man. And then you look at something like uh, Fruitvale Station, another movie that kind of you know with Oscar. Uh, can't think of the guy's last name. But uh, uh, the the Khalif is that is that his name? Yeah, uh, I think his name Khalif uh, Broder. 
Browder. Yeah, that's him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Three so, years. I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, he and he was one at Rikers Island, and he and basically in the movie when they see us, one of the kids goes to Rikers Island as a 15, 16 year old boy. Same thing that happened to this man happened to the, the guy from the the Central Park, mm-hmm. Corey Wise which could easily happen to him as he's out of prison now. He's been out for a while. Thank goodness he hasn't done anything. Right. But if he did, I would understand. Yeah. Then Be- because he gave us a glimpse from that movie. He gave us a glimpse of what happened to people that's in that yeah. in that prison. It's terrible. Terrible. Oh, that's another thing. So in here in Tennessee, somebody broke out of prison here recently, white guy. Uh, and he... He killed a, a a black uh what was she a warden of sorts know, a like an assistant assistant yeah. warden or something yeah. like she that. worked for she worked for the the, the the prison yeah and uh they just caught him they caught him and he's alive yep taken into custody no problems not a not a scratch on him not a scratch on him yep let that be one of us it ain't happening that way not, man you, you probably wouldn't have caught him yeah you would have caught him but he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have walked into the the into the, the police car. Probably. You remember the cat out in California that he, I think he went on a shooting, and then they they found him in the woods, and he was pent up, and then somehow a fire mysteriously broke out, and he burned himself alive right. in the house. Mm-hmm. Black dude, mysteriously burned himself alive. Come on, man. You're right. Come on. But you gonna catch this dude? No problem. Absolutely. Happens every day. Every day. Every day. Double standards. It's this. It's terrible. And while I was watching that movie, seeing what's going on in the world, you have to think. I well, I think, you know, depending on if you're a religious person or not, like, how does all of this stuff is allowed to happen? Mm. How is all this stuff allowed to happen? And but then you also think about, like you said, consequences and actions, and how it affects. Uh, the, the next person in line or the, somebody else down the line right? because you never know who you're going to interact right. with or, or meet. You don't know what you, the master plan is. Right, you don't know what the master plan is. So it would, because we're human, we, we have to know answers. We have to see stuff uh, to, to believe things. And it just, it does put you in that frame of mind to just question, like, why did this happen? Yeah. And you, of course, you can't answer that nah. question. <laughs> nah. But you do ask the question, like, why? Why does this happen? I couldn't. I couldn't imagine being a father, or even going through it myself. Being a father and something happened to my child or somebody that I know, and then you want to do something but you can't do anything because the system is set up against you right. to do anything already. So yeah. you have to sit there and wait for some something to happen for the the, the plan to unfold, the, yeah. the master plan to unfold. Just powerless. Yes. Yeah, man. That's that's tough. I mean, I I know. Soon, really, which is which is sad, but soon I'm already try to give him instruction. I'm talking about my son here uh, on how to interact, uh-huh. uh, and you know, even it's a different time. You can't tell like our parents. You'd be like, somebody hit you, hit them back. You can tell somebody that it's right. fine. This is perfectly perfectly fine. Back back in eighties, nineties, you know what I mean. Nowadays, even before then. You getting suspended eighties or before, you yeah. But you you getting expelled now, you know what I mean from the whole school for fighting, you know zero tolerance right. and all that type of stuff. And it don't matter who started it or whatever. 
especially if you black. Let's, let's be honest. Like it's gonna be, you know, what I mean, if you're fighting a white dude, like it's gonna be on you, unless you got video footage <laughs> holding ID with your grandmama saying, you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, yeah, already tell them, man. Like, nah, don't do that. Like, I understand. Like, you want to hit them back? Go tell the teacher. Like, I hate to tell you that, man, but like, I ain't trying to make you grow up soft or nothing. But like, I'm just trying to set you up for the right thing because I need you to get your education, uh-huh. you know, so that way you can get a good job and you know you can be what you want to be and explore all options that you that you that are, that are available to you. Um, but we are already behind a curve, and we have to play catch up. So we have to work twice as hard. So, so that brought up with something from again the Breakfast Club. I don't know if we talked about this before or not, but they were talking about DJ Envy was talking about he believes in school. Him and him and Charlamagne was talking. I think mm-hmm. he he believes in schooling. However, the school, he doesn't believe that schooling is teaching our young people what they should learn, which is to become entrepreneurs. They're teaching the schools nowadays are teaching people to be workers, to for you to go work for another person to make them richer. So why not teach your children or our children how to become an entrepreneur and have people work for you? Mm. So going back to what you was just talking about, uh, you want your kid, you know what I'm saying? You want Sean to go to school so it can set him up for future down the road right. to do whatever he wants to do, which is great, absolutely great. But on the flip side of that, how can we teach him to become an entrepreneur to do something that nobody's doing right now or to do something that somebody is already doing but do it for himself so he can then employ and create his own empire i mean that's that's the reason why i went back to school myself you know what i mean like it took for him to be born for me to decide to go back to school and to do something that i was passionate about which is film uh-huh. um now i'm not out here making movies right this second but you know what i mean i i will press forward with that you know, and it is an option that I now have on the table that I didn't have five years ago. Um, so that I'm, I definitely did that for him. We're not. I ain't gonna say I did that for him, but I did it to show him that it can be done. Uh-huh. You know, even later on in life, because I do want him to have the option to be able to do whatever it is that he wants to do and create for himself, as opposed to fall into a system that is already created. Um, which kind of leads me to. One other topic, kind of getting off of that, uh, GPAs, man. So I just who GPA GPA yeah grade, grade point, point average okay. yeah, yeah yeah. So I just just graduated from Lipscomb right with my masters. I just looked online to see what my final GPA was because I my final class just came through. I got a three point seven masters right undergrad three point six. What does that mean? That you buckle down and you learn the material. I understand that, but who's looking at that? When you, as an adult, yes, nobody. So, as a, as a as a a fresh college graduate, your worker, your workforce. Because if I'm your employer and you just graduated mm-hmm. from college, I'm seeing what college you went to, what your grade point average was, what curricular activities you had, like what did you do while you were in school, because. All of those different things would tell me how good of a person you are if I was to hire you. Mm-hmm. So if you got a 3.9 or 4.0 GPA, that means you're you're a hard worker. You'll, you you can learn. I can teach you something because I'm going to basically everything that you just learned in school is not going to be known on board of whatever right. I'm going to tell right. you to do. But that's basically all it does for a newly graduated. So you went person. back. You got your master's right, and since then you've. I believe you got in a new position in your job. Yes. 
I bounced around from job to job. I wouldn't say that I. So do you feel that your master's had anything to do with your current? Nope. You don't think nope, so? I do not. I'm not utilizing my master's to my full potential. However, I do think that it has it has definitely shown benefits of me getting it because I um, learn and absorb different things that I probably would not have had I not had it. Okay. Because the, the, the master's program, the business portion of the job is a another aspect away from the mechanical, you know, hands-on daily type stuff. Gotcha. So you have a different mindset of how the business is supposed to run versus how the business is running. So do you feel like you're a master in your craft, <laughs> to say the least, uh, more so than what like you're being utilized as? Like you have the skill sets, right? but you're just not being utilized in that aspect? I think that I'm, well, yes. Yes, I, I would agree with that, yes. Okay. So that, unfortunately, and I, and, and, I was just looking at that today. Is like, I I got that ten years ago. Yeah, I graduated in two thousand and eight. Yeah, what did I get my masters for if I'm not using it yeah. to its full potential? Right. I mean, I was thinking about it. Like I said, when I looked at my GPA, I'm like, why? Like, because there's lazy people in the program. I, I'll say, um, or there's, I ain't gonna say lazy. There's some people that doesn't work as hard as I feel like I work. You know what I mean? Like I went in with a mindset, like I'm gonna learn everything. So that way, if I get on set, like even though I wanna be a director, like I know how the lighting's supposed to be. I know how the camera's supposed to be ran. I know how the sound's supposed to be. You know what I mean? So like if somebody's slipping on their job, I'm not just being taken a fool of. You know what I mean? Like I can immediately figure that out, right. point it out and correct it. You know what I mean? Um, so that's how I went in. But some people didn't go in that way, you know? So I'm just wondering, like, did I overwork myself for nothing? Or, you know what I mean? Did I did I do what I needed to do? And then my grades just reflect that. And how does that come into play? Like, because I doubt anybody, like, if I'm going up for, uh, if I write a movie or if I even submit myself to direct a movie, let's say, I doubt anybody's going to want to see my GPA or where I got my degree from, they're more unlikely going to want to see my work, my content. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you would think that. You would think that that's what you, they would they want to see. Yeah. I mean, I would love for somebody to be like, well, what was your GPA? Because I worked for it. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, that'd be I have a more ideal situation. Like, oh, yeah, man, this dude's a hard worker. Like, he got down in this class. You know what I mean? If they really break out the whole transcript, like, oh, no, he excels in this part. The uh, only thing he's not good in is law. Yeah. <laughs> like, entertainment law. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I don't think that's, yeah, that ain't going to fly. Nah, I know it's not. <laughs> I know it's not. But I'm just saying, I ain't trying to discourage nobody from doing well at school. I'm just saying, man, like, I, I guess I'm just kind of in my feelings. You know, <laughs> new Drake album just came out. You know, I've been listening to that. So. Terrible. Oh, why did that even come out? Terrible. Well, it's terrible to me because you 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 just put out an, all your singles yeah. and just labeled it something different. Well, I say a compilation. Like it says it, a compilation of. But it's number one. Why? I heard all of this before. Because it's a, I don't know. Because you can now find it in one place. I mean, like, whatever. And it has a mood to it. It does have a mood. It a has Drake, a Drake type mood. But it's it's like so far gone Drake type mood. Like I didn't want to hear it. I, I, when I first heard the first track, I was like, wait a minute, this sounds familiar. Skip to the next one. Wait, wait, let me look at the playlist. This is all stuff he's released. 
Well, maybe your problem is that you're in a relationship. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe break up and then give it a listen and see how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we was going back talking about gentrification and all that stuff. Uh, um, so this over the weekend, I know we're running long. Over the weekend, there was a uh, soulful soul fest. What is it called? It was a it was a, a festival. Okay. Basically, uh, two days. They had, you know what I'm saying? They had Monica. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Some other people yeah. the first night. And the second night, they had like Jeezy and Rick mm-hmm. Ross and all of them. Mm-hmm. So what I heard, I don't can't remember where it was. It was at the fairgrounds or somewhere else. Um, that the first night, people started was, and I guess in a surrounding area, yeah, was complaining. Guess what they was complaining about? What? The music being too loud. In, in the front? No, in the neighborhood. Oh, well, that happened at the fairgrounds too. Same thing. Well, maybe it was at the fairgrounds. Nah, it was, this one was down at the when they had the. Uh, I don't know where it was. It was at the Coliseum. The Coliseum is that where we got Coliseum? The municipal the auditorium. Nah, the amphitheater. No, what are you talking about where Coliseum? the tennis play? No. Yeah, it wasn't there, was it? I thought it was in not in within, but I thought it was on the outside of it. I don't the know. outside of the stadium. I'll, I'll definitely have to look it up now because you 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 making me rethink where it was at. I'm pretty sure. Regardless of where it was, my point is because my thought is because it was black, black venue. Oh, I won't say venue. Black um, artists, artists, and it was a lot of people there. The people in the surrounding neighborhood was complaining about. One hundred percent. So, like I and said, if it was white, they probably wouldn't have been complaining. I, I went to, uh, or I worked, should I say, I worked uh, the Soul Music Festival. Uh, was that it? No, during the draft. During the NFL draft, which was held here in Nashville, there was two concerts, pretty much, for black people, and it was both down at the fairgrounds, right? So I worked both events, uh, recording it, and the first night was like, I want to say the first night was rap. No, the first night was old school. So it was the headliner was Moore's Day in the time. Okay. Smooth, like everything was cool. Like it wasn't wasn't nothing bad happening. You know what I mean? It was more family oriented, really, that first night. And uh dude, by the time Moore's Day in the time was supposed to come out, and yeah, the event ran long. Like it ran over the time that it was allowed it. Like if it was supposed to be over at eight, it was now like nine. You know what I mean? But Moore's Day was supposed to come up next. They they stopped it. Shut it down. Shut it down. Everybody needs to leave. Vacate the premises. And uh, come to find out, that was one of the things is that the neighborhood was complaining. But this is at the fairgrounds who holds NASCAR. Or, you know what I mean? They have a racetrack. We was on the racetrack. So that tells me that you allow loud cars to go around left for 400 laps, but you won't allow a concert for two hours. For, t- for three hours. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me right now, man? Nah, nah we ain't kidding you. This is Nashville, baby. Country music. We don't want to hear none of that uh, hippity-hopping. <laughs> right. Boobity-bop. <laughs> <laughs> that shucking jive. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're trying to do over here, sucker. <laughs> yeah, which is terrible, man. This is terrible. Because it's all, all, you know for a fact that it's one-sided. Yeah. And one thing that I thought about also is because of that had happened, somebody... Um, had reminded me that at uh, Starwood Amphitheater out mm-hmm. here in Antioch, mm-hmm. 
used to have concerts. We can hear the music over here. Right. But nobody, I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody was complaining about yeah. that music, but they used to have rock concerts over there more than they had any yeah. urban yeah. type of concerts over there. But I bet you they was complaining about the urban. I bet you they were. And, and now it's just an empty lot that just sits there. I don't know what they're doing with that. Nothing. It's been sitting there for nah, years. I know. I don't understand it. Like, I, just put some houses out there or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, I guess whoever owns it don't want to sell it. I guess not. But, yeah, it was, it's just stupid. Honestly, it is stupid. So we we claim this diversity, um, inclusive type Nashville, yet whenever you put gentrification in around these areas, and now you got more white people staying in these areas. And now we having these concerts, these other venues, and we got artists coming in who's been coming here for years or they've been holding concerts and things at these places for years. Now all of a sudden it's a problem because we got new people living in these mm. neighborhoods who never lived there before. What does that do to our working relationship with those artists? You know what I mean? Like, not yet. Now if, they don't want to come here no more. Like if I'm Morris Day in the time and you tell me I can't go on stage, like, yeah, I got paid, but like, I don't know if I want to go back to Nashville now. Right. Absolutely. I even heard that, you know what I'm saying, just the energy between artists was different. You know, like Jeezy got up and everybody was hype. And yeah. then Rick Ross got up there and everybody was like semi hype. Yeah. You know, just I guess I don't know the dynamic of the crowd or whatever. Right. But, you know, or how long the, the venue went on. You know, it could have been getting late. People might have been leaving. You yeah. Know? But, you know, they, I think that they did the same thing to Jill Scott when she was at the Rhyme. Real. We went to go see Jill Scott and she came, she came out a little bit late. I think they cut her off. For real. And she just walked off the stage. It's terrible, man. Terrible. Great artist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You what are you doing in there? At the rhyming. Absolutely. At eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. You ain't got no other concert going on. Nothing. They just want done for they, the night. They want their people to go home. Either they, they gotta pay them people more to, to stay there and do the sound and the mm -hmm. lights and all that stuff and stay to, to close all it and lock up and everything. But who cares? I bet you them white artists down there stay as long as they want to. Let Taylor Swift go to the rhyming. Right, all day, twenty four seven. All day, she can pretty. She can. They give her the keys to the place. Yeah, lock up when you get done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been around some of these sound people, man, and they don't care. They're not the ones like, man, I'm ready to go. I mean, sometimes just because it's long, they're like, I'm ready to go because it's long, but not because I don't want to see the end of this. You know right. what I mean? So it's definitely security and uh, whoever owns the venue wanting these people gone because. Mm -hmm. I guess, I guess in their mind, the later we stay out, the more rowdy we get. I guess we're werewolves or something. Like we turn after a certain hour. Are we gremlins? gremlins yeah. <laughs> Don't pour water on us, baby. <laughs> Start multiplying. Don't feed us after after a certain hour. Last call at eight o'clock. <laughs> Don't feed us or give us water. Uh, terrible, yeah. man. It is terrible, man. It's terrible. Yeah, we went strictly, you know what I'm saying, left. In this whole little conversation, like we 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 jump from movies to uh, politics to diversity and inclusion in the yeah. neighborhoods. Uh, yeah, we was all over the map this time. Soft therapy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like it. I don't feel no better, but you know, what I'm saying I got it off my chest a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe you help somebody else. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, um, maybe we should we should ask for uh, you know, what I'm saying what's some of the topics that we should. Talk about in the future. Yeah, for sure, man. If y'all got anything y'all want to hear us talk about, you know, throw them out uh, to Lamar because I'm not on social media. Uh, so throw it his way. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, take a look at that and try to throw some of these topics in there. Absolutely. Um, maybe if you get a guest or two, maybe. 
uh, give some good other insight on so you're just not listening to me and my brother rant a little bit from time to time but i think it's good content i think people you know saying what's the what's the it was a comedian that used to say he used to say you know these are my thoughts i can i'm just saying what you want to say but you can't say yeah, i don't know what comedian that man, was I can't but remember. i understand was that, what you're saying so oh, i feel like it's a lot to say that what is his name was it uh patrice o'neill it sounded like something Patrice would will say. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Maybe, There's a loud kid outside. I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> right now, it's 840. Yet again, I guarantee you, I go out there, you're probably white. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I don't think so. Well, not in this neighborhood. Not in this neighborhood. Yeah, sure. But still, why is it 840? Go to bed. Right. Don't you got school in the morning? Right. Yeah. That's... All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. All right, man. We'll see y'all next time. Yep.